Now is this EDM? This is Tiesto. This is Tiesto. Can we have an all Tiesto night? It's Tiesto on a Thursday on the fan. Yes. I'm not joking. I want Tiesto every single break now. Okay, that that is it. We are there's we only are three. There was only three. Yeah, there's only three in the system. The man sold 36 billion sales or whatever the hell it was. He's doing that. He's doing that. The pregame. And the in-between commercials at the Super Bowl. Uh, what are we doing here? I guess we only got three. For the next three, it's it's a Tiesto Thursday here on The Fan. Let's go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. One of our favorites, our buddy Miles Simmons, ProFootballTalk.com. You can check him out there. Local kid done good. Miles, uh, are you a big EDM guy? I don't know if I'm a big EDM guy, but I, I mean, I, I don't mind the EDM. I like the Tiesto. I was rocking out, you know, with my headphones in here, you know, as you brought me in from break. I love that. It's fun. I'm excited for Tiesto at the Super Bowl, especially because you know, I will be there in my capacity for pro football talk and, and NBC sports. And the Las Vegas Stadium, Allegiant Stadium, is an open press box. So that means we actually get to feel the atmosphere. And if there's one thing I cannot stand, it is when indoor stadiums don't have open press boxes. Like in Atlanta a few years ago when the Rams and Patriots were playing, it's not an open press box. There's no open press box at SoFi Stadium either. So, you you know, you didn't get the full experience of the Dr. Dre halftime show. So I will get to see Tiesto. I will get to see Usher. And it will be fantastic. Wasn't Rams-Patriots like the 13-3 to game and offense just died? Yes, that is the worst Super Bowl of yeah, all time. I mean, you know, that's, I, I, oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, that's, that's it, yeah, tough. It, it, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, and, you know, I noticed that sometimes when they start showing old Super Bowls on NFL Network, they will skip past that one. <laughs> like, it'll just go from the Eagles Super Bowl, right, to then the Chiefs Super Bowl. And it's like, well, what happened in 2018? It's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, Tiesto, I think, is a good idea by the Super Bowl. Not because I was knew Tiesto's name more than four hours ago. It's more the idea that uh, <laughs> I, I – I, now, I've never been. You just told me you've been to a few Super Bowls. Uh, I've never been, but they tell me the atmosphere – because it's, it's, a, it's a wine and cheese crowd. They said the atmosphere is awful at those games. Yeah, it's very different. I mean, than your typical game. Like, that's why I've, I love championship weekends, right? And, you know, the yeah. whole thing last year with, oh, if the Bills win, we have to change the rules for the Bills because we always change the rules for the Bills, and it's got to be a neutral site, and la, la, la. Like, I'm not enthused about that because I think championship weekend is the best, right? It is the highest stakes game that you can have at a home stadium. And, you know, fortunately – the NFL has shown no real desire to make that a neutral site game. But, yeah, it is very different going to that neutral site and the very corporate crowd because tickets are astronomically expensive. And, frankly, I, if, if I weren't working, I would almost certainly never be able to go. So I'm grateful I get to work. Well, and, I mean, it being in Vegas this year has got to be – that's a great – I, I don't know. Now, I'm wondering, though. I mean, you have access to some cool parties, I would imagine. Uh, did you have access to cool parties in the uh, when you went in 2018 or no? Uh, yes, because at that time, I was still working for the Los Angeles Rams. So it was very yeah, cool nice. that they had all of the perks that come with working for the team. Like, you know, you had a family suite that was open and open bar and drinks until 
odd hours of the night. And then, you know, you got to wake up and start working again. Super Bowl week is very fun because of that. You know, you get to hang out with a lot of people that you know from around the league and all those things. But it is it is a little tiring. And I expect that this is going to be an exhausting week in Las Vegas. Right. I mean, who wants to be in Las Vegas for more than, I don't know, 48 hours? Uh, you know, for, not to be not there my bank from, account, Miles. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, mine either, frankly. So to be there from Sunday before the Super Bowl to the Monday after, like that, that, that may be a little dangerous. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> I like that you're going to get jaded by Vegas by the end of it. You're going to be like, this, this uh, place yeah, sucks. You're like, I don't, I don't yeah, need this Well, uh, I, I lived there briefly, too, for like six months at, you know, in 2020. And obviously that oh. was during COVID. So, yeah. I've lived a lot of places, Jonathan. You know, we can talk about that off the air. I'm sure not really what you want to talk about. But yeah, Vegas is a, it's a kind of a lawless society, which is great when you're there for 48 hours. But once you live there, it's a little weird. I've lived a lot of random places, too. What's your most random? And then we'll get to more football. Um, well, I mean, I guess Charlotte, because Charlotte is just a place where I've had two different jobs. And then I left after brief time with both of those jobs. So I would say that's almost the most random. Then I lived in Oakland for six months, too, and I was covering the Raiders, and they were still in Oakland before I moved to Las Vegas. So, yeah, St. Louis, also random, although not, I guess, because I was working for the Rams. I lived in St. Louis for a little bit. I like that. Okay. Uh, all right. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, let's do this before we get to the Browns then. What are you feeling for okay. divisional – or sorry, championship weekend here? I I never bet against Patrick Mahomes. The fact that I can get plus money on Patrick Mahomes and I'm not going to have it for two-plus weeks and then if he makes it to the Super Bowl again, he probably wouldn't be a favorite against the 49ers if they advance on either. It's kind of wild how counted out he is by our friends in the desert. Well, it's interesting because that team, on offense at least, was not good throughout the entire year. And so you look at what they did last week, and you know, if you had told me going into that game that Marquez Valdez-Scantling would outplay Stephon Diggs, I would have looked at you like you were crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's what happened, right? Steph Diggs finishes with three catches for 21 yards, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling has two for 60-some. That's ridiculous. You don't expect Valdez-Scantling to start coming through in the clutch. So, and really, that game should have been worse, right? I mean, if Michael Hardman doesn't yeah. fumble at the one-yard line and it goes out of the end zone, I don't know why Andy Reid insists on being so fancy at the goal line when Isaiah Pacheco has run you down to the three. Just give it to him again and let him take their soul. But it's really interesting just how the Chiefs' offense has kind of figured itself out. And, you know, in the playoffs, for whatever reason, they're a nightmare matchup for Buffalo anyway. So that's one thing. But I, I agree with you. It's hard for me to bet against Patrick Mahomes in the postseason just based on what we've seen from him, right? I mean, this, the, the floor for Patrick Mahomes-led team is overtime in the championship round, right? Like, that's crazy. Wow. That That's the worst he's ever done is losing in overtime in the AFC championship game. So – I think Baltimore's a great team. Like as much as it kind of pains me to say that as a, a native Clevelander, like they, it's a really, really good team. It's got a really, really good defense. Lamar Jackson is playing as, as good a football as he's ever played. But when 15's on the other side, you never. Right? So I, I kind of think the Chiefs might sneak by here. I, I'm workshopping this one. Let me run it by you, okay? Uh, Lamar, okay. he's he's going to win his second MVP. So Lamar now yes. has been to the same number of conference title games as Josh Allen has. And the count for accomplishments is two MVPs versus Josh Allen's two Pro Bowls. Why is it people still look at last week as the heavyweight matchup? We should we should adjust ourselves. It should be Lamar and Patrick Mahomes in any year Joe Burrow doesn't exist as the heavyweight matchup. 
I mean, I would agree with you. And, you know, who knows how many more years that Joe Burrow's not going to exist. I mean, for the good of the league, I, I hope it's only this one. Um, but I, I think that you're right. I mean, everybody hyped up, you know, last week in Mahomes Allen is, you know, Brady, Manning, and that, that, that. And it's like, well, I just, I don't see Josh Allen as the Manning of that relationship yet. I, I would see Joe Burrow as being closer to that and that rivalry between Cincinnati and Kansas City being shorter than the one between Buffalo and Kansas City, just because Buffalo has not gotten out of the divisional round in each of the last three uh, seasons. So, like, they've got work to do. And Kansas City is in their heads. I remember a few years ago, or a couple years ago, I guess it was, after that 13 seconds game, and then uh, Brian Bean, their uh, Brandon Bean, their, their general manager, start talking about how, you know, we've got to make sure that we can get past Kansas City. And at a certain point, it's like, you got to focus on yourself first. <laughs> you know, how do you become the best version of the Buffalo Bills and not how do we become the version of the Buffalo Bills that needs to be Kansas City? And so you go and you see what they did last year and Cincinnati comes in and they beat the brakes off them at home. So I, I agree with you. Like, there's, there's something to the Lamar Jackson-Patrick Mahomes matchup that really is the battle of heavyweights because that's going to be two MVPs versus two MVPs, right? And assuming Lamar Jackson's going to win this one, and he will. Um, but I think the other issue there is that we haven't seen Lamar Jackson play in meaningful late-season football yeah. in a few years. Right, like he's been hurt the last two years, which is bad for the league. And so now he's he's healthy. He's playing great football. The defense is playing great football, and and we will see this really good matchup between the young quarterbacks. If Lamar loses this game, does he wipe away that rhetoric that he doesn't have like the big playoff moments, and and he's now, or is this it? He played in the AFC title game. We kind of have to ditch that because entering this year, Miles, I used to always make the argument. I was like, he's got as many wins as Baker Mayfield does in the postseason. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's hard for me to be like, man, he's such a failure when if he won time in the AFC title game and he's going up against Mahomes and Mahomes just hasn't lost in those situations very much. Right. And yes, the the Chiefs are going to be on the road. It's going to be hostile environment. We'll see how they handle that. Obviously, they handled Buffalo very, very well. So. I don't know that it's going to be fair to be like, oh, man, Lamar Jackson, he couldn't get past it. He couldn't, you know, get over the hop and it's this and it's that. Like, let's give it a little more time. Because, like I said, he is playing at an MVP level. And it's not like he's been committing the same turnovers as Josh Allen, you know, committing, having those game-changing plays that are in negative ways. It's just when you watch Lamar Jackson, you see the kind of control and command that he has over the game. And, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I understand that that's going to be a narrative, but I think if we're going to make these excuses for Josh Allen and it's like, well, you know, he's, I, everybody says he's a top four, top three quarterback, whatever, even though he doesn't beat Patrick Holmes and that, then like, why wouldn't we say the same thing about Lamar Jackson? I, I don't know. All right, let me ask you this. This is a Foreo level take that I'm going to have here. Okay. Oh boy. The, I love that you always do that. I love that you're always like, oh no, I gotta it's my I gotta account for this. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna make you account for this. All right. Um multiple time MVP winners. Tell me the one that isn't a Hall of Famer. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Jim Brown, Johnny Unitas, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Kurt Warner, Patrick Mahomes, and now after this year, Lamar Jackson. And I make the argument, Lamar Jackson, regardless of what happens this weekend, based off the fact that he now has two MVPs, has solidified himself as a Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't know that he has. I, I, I think that part of it is that he's just not been healthy enough. 
And frankly, and you know, I just may get me in trouble with certain certain circles, but like, why is Kurt Warner a Hall of Famer? Like, I, I don't. That's <laughs> the one where you know, if you're asking me, like, of that list, Lamar Jackson and Kurt Warner are the ones that you know seem to me like they're not like the others. That's funny. Okay, I mean, he won the Super Bowl, he's two-time MVP. It's uh, I get what you're saying though. It took him a while I to mean, get there, and he didn't play for a million years. I get it. And he had uh, he had the best I, I, weaponry you can imagine. What did he? Have? He had four good years. Yeah, yeah. like I, that's I don't know. I, yeah, I, so I get it. No, I get it. If you're right. It wouldn't make you popular in a lot of circles, but I get I get what you're saying. Uh, Miles, let me ask you. We started off the show with this. What worries you more about Deshaun Watson? And you got to choose one. You can't say both. Okay, it doesn't work that way on this show. Is it Deshaun's okay. talent or is it his health? Which one worries you more? Oh, that's interesting. Um, can I go with a third option and say whatever's going on mentally? Like, because I think that he's still talented. You know, we, we saw against Baltimore that he is still talented. Um, and the health is certainly going to be a factor. But can he bring himself mentally to the point where he's playing elite football? Right. I mean, that, that's why the Browns made the trade because you're in a conference with guys like Patrick Mahomes, like Josh Allen, like Lamar Jackson, like Joe Burrow. And so in order to really compete and win against those teams, you have to have elite quarterback play. So, you know, you weren't going to get that from Baker Mayfield. Sorry, Baker bros, but you weren't going to get that from him. I think that was pretty clear. Um, And so you were going to pull the plug there. And this was a bold move that you could make. I don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to get himself back to that place or not. We know he's talented, like I said. You don't do what he did against Baltimore's defense in the second half of that game in Baltimore without being very talented. Now, can he stay healthy? Yeah, that's certainly a big concern, but quarterbacks do get hurt. You know, Joe Burrow got hurt, as we were just talking about. Lamar Jackson's been hurt the last couple years. But to me, it's just, can you be – mentally the, the type of consistent player week in and week out that you were at the peak of your career so far in Houston. That That's, I think, the biggest concern. Kellen Moore going to interview tomorrow for the OC job. Uh, it, it's probably the first real name we've seen enter the conversation. I, I don't know that he's worth giving up the play calling for of your Stefanski, uh, but what do you make of Kellen Moore? Um, uh, I think he is a decent play caller and schemer. Um, obviously, he had a number one offense with the Dallas Cowboys. But watching what he did this year with uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, it was just a little bit disappointing because you felt like that was going to be a great opportunity for him to pair up with Justin Herbert and really get things going. And it ended up that Justin Herbert had probably his worst year in the NFL this year. And obviously there were a lot of other issues with that team, starting with their former head coach and Brandon Staley. But I just, I didn't see the kind of progress that I thought we might see out of Justin Herbert um, with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. And again, there's a lot of things that were going on there. Talent-wise, you know, everybody says that Tom Telesco put together one of the most talented rosters in the league and la, la, la. It's like, well, why haven't the Chargers won more? I don't – that's an argument I also don't particularly understand. So I I don't – I would agree with you in saying that I don't know that Kellen Moore is worth giving up the offensive play calling for. I think that it would behoove Kevin Stefanski and the Browns to bring somebody in who may have a fresh perspective on things and bring in some new ideas. But to me, I don't, I don't see the reason for Kevin Stefanski to give up play calling. I frankly, I like it when the head coach is calling plays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I guess that has to do with my history and being around the head coaches that I've been around, but 
I think that head coaches who call the plays are a little bit more in tune with the pulse of the game, hmm. right? And, you know, how you are able to communicate different things and see different things and communicate with the quarterback and all that. I, I think that's why Dak Prescott had a bit of a better year this year because Mike McCarthy was calling the plays, right? And, you know, yes, they had a playoff failure, but in the regular season, you could see that they were in tune together. They understood each other that much. So, I like it when the head coach calls plays. I understand that people don't, but that would be my preference. No, good answer. I like that one. Miles, uh, as always, we appreciate you. We check you out at profootballtalk.com. Of course, PFT Live. You have the Peter King Podcast. You're a very busy man. It, it, did I miss anything, or is that everything? I think that's everything, yeah. It, it, but it does seem like a busy – I am a busy person, especially this time of the year. So, no, it's always good to catch up with you, man. No, but that's fun, though. You get to talk to you know, Peter King and, and Mike Florio. That's a, that's a dream job right there. You're doing great, man. Appreciate it. So right. you. We'll catch up with you later and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, and maybe we'll talk to you after it and, and see how the uh, uh, the atmosphere and the EDM was.